Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now let me say that again. We in application to what we're teaching, 48.10 of Jeremiah says, Cursed be he that doth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Now I think, you know, I think now that that may mean more to you that may mean more to you right now than it did on Friday night. Okay, again, cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. 
And I know the first thing that happens to us is, oh my, I, I would never, oh, I'd never do the work of the Lord deceitfully. Well, the problem is, we know that. The problem that we're trying to say, there are way things that you're doing that would end up being deceitfulness, all right? And that's what we've tried to cover in all this. So, so keep that, if you will, in, uh, in mind as we as we go through it let's go to the still in jeremiah see jeremiah had a there was a big problem with this because a lot of what i'm doing and what i'm going to do the rest of the uh, the rest of this morning is i'm going to deal with you in the book of jeremiah which we've dealt quite a bit with jeremiah anyway i want you to turn to the 20th uh, chapter the book of jeremiah and we're going to we're going to examine there a scripture now the sixth verse, we're not going to go down through all this. I, again, adjure you to, uh, to study this stuff. Uh, you know, there's the Scripture before and after. Some of it pertains, some of it may not, but you need to study. The sixth verse, chapter 20, Jeremiah says, And now, Pastor, and all that dwell in thy house shall go into captivity, and thou shalt come to Babylon, and there, sh- there thou shalt die, and thou shalt be buried there, thou and all thy friends to whom thou has prophesied lies. Now, you see, again, and as we left last night in the 5th chapter, or the 14th chapter, I'm sorry, of Jeremiah, we begin to talk about the first time using Scripture all weekend is showing you and not only are the people that prophesy in this stuff going to die, it's also the curse coming upon the people that are following after it. And again, the dangers in this, uh, folks, are, 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 are immense. And I think of anything else that we want you to leave here today is understanding how, how, how great that, that those dangers are. You know, we, we, we get into this stuff. We, 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 we want to believe it's God. But, you know, folks, I, I, I'm going to tell you something as, as a prophet. The day that I know that I'm sure 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 that I'm more than I'm sure is probably the day I'm going to be wrong. I stand here before you as a full-fledged prophet of God, and I'm going to tell you again, it still scares the socks off of me when I have to say, Thus saith the mouth of God. Still does. All these years, 30 years of doing this, and it still makes my knees shake. Now, if it makes my knees shake after 30 years, then what do you suppose is going on with these people that are making this a way of life, making it a way of ministry? What do you think is going on in them? I'm going to tell you what happens. You get to the place. You know, it's like, it's like sinning. The first time that you sin in an area, your spirit comes upon you and says, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And there's something inside of you goes, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But if you keep sinning in that area long enough, your spirit and the, and the hearing of your spirit speaking out against that sin becomes duller and duller and duller and duller. Now, I, I've had preachers say that, well, you know, I think that, that, that after a while it stops. Well, I don't know, but it seems like it stops if it doesn't. Okay, and I've heard other preachers say, well, it never stops. You just, you, you're just so... You're just so seared at that point that you can't hear. Well, whatever the, 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 the relationship is, the, the outcome is the same, that it, it gets much easier. Number one, you know, I'm always telling people, if every time we sin, lightning struck, we quit sinning. Right? I mean, you say, well, I'm going to tell, well, I'm having, you'd start looking around, wouldn't you? Huh? But the fact of it is, we don't do that. And I always told the Lord, I said, boy, you could have made this thing a lot easier on everybody if, in fact, that we could have just, you know, we could, we could have you struck us with lightning. You know, a few people die and the rest of us are lined up. Amen? Well, the same thing is with this, with prophesying. That if a few people will die, then, bless God, then, then it may be that everybody else will get the idea that God really means what He says here. Again, one of the biggest oppositions that you're going to have, and you might as well mark this down your noggins, trying to let somebody borrow these CDs or give them these CDs, they're going to say, well, that's the Old Testament. You better believe that's the Old Testament. You better believe that that's exactly what went on there, and there is nothing in the New Testament that negates 
the fact that you can go out here and use the Lord God's name deceitfully. There's nothing that tells you that you can do that. I don't care whether, well, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and you know, I, and again, I love these people that think that, bless God, no matter what I do, a familiar spirit. You know, we still have a portion of the church that thinks that they can't sin anymore since they've become Christians. Do you know that? There is still a sect of Christianity that believes that you can't sin now that you're a Christian anymore. Paul said, I sin daily, didn't he? But yet they're doing all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, I, uh, one time a guy said, well, you, um, I'm going to use the denomination, but he named a major denomination. He said, well, you know, he said, no matter what, I'm going to heaven. I said, wait a minute, you mean you, you, it's okay if you're a liar? The Bible says liars won't enter in. Oh, yeah, I can go to heaven. I said, then you, what about being a, being a murderer? Oh, yeah, I can go to heaven. I said, oh, I said, how about a drunkard? Oh, yeah, I can go to heaven. I said, then what's the problem? Then, then what's, the, what's the deal? If you can be all those things that, and, 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 and do all those things and still get to heaven, then what makes you any different than the heathens out here? Not one, you know, not one item. Well, you understand that. I'm not preaching to, to you something you don't know. But I, but I think that the, the key is to know that, bless God, that it was not only, not only that, that, that which prophesied, but those that followed after, or, or those that, bless God, that, that bless God uh, uh, has uh, uh, listened to those people prophesying those lies. So again, I, you see, I see, I see God cleaning up the act of the of, of the known church today simply by getting getting this stuff out of the way because I keep saying as long as this is going on we're not going to get anywhere we're not going we're not getting anywhere because I'm going to tell you something the worst thing you can ever do is tell somebody they did not hear from God after they tell you they did you hear what I'm saying you want to turn somebody's boat upside down you say no that's not that's not from God well it most certainly is no, that's not. Oh, but it is. And, and it'll get to the place where they, they won't speak to you again over it. What's that all about? Well, it's pride. And it comes before the fall, right? But then the fall will come. So what, we're, so what we see in this is just uh, we see God beginning to do what? God is now. And, you know, again, I've carried this. And, I, and God, you know, I have lived in this, in this realm of what you're being taught here this weekend for 30 years. I've waited 30 years to do this. Now, that's quite a while, isn't it? But now that God has let me bring this forth, if we can get this message in front of enough people, some of this stuff, and hopefully a lot of this stuff, and I guess we could just really daydream and say most all of this will stop. Because the degree in which some of you have been seeking God, I mean, you can keep the festivals, you can keep New Moon, you can keep Shabbat, you can keep the testimonies of Yeshua, which we're supposed to do those things. And if you're cursed because of this, the blessings aren't going to flow to you. Now, we released, we released all of you uh, last night, and we broke those things. And bless God, now you're free. And as I said, don't go, do yourself a favor. Don't go back into the bondage, okay? Let's go to Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Starting in the ninth verse. In the ninth verse, Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine hath overcome because the Lord, because of the Lord and because of the words of His holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. Is our land full of adulterers today? Yes. For because of swearing the land mourneth, the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried, are dried up, and their counsel and their course is evil, and their, their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Now he's saying both the prophet and the priest. They're profane. Everything's out of hand. Now, what, you, know, you know, when these things happen, and I, I, I need to go back here and just, just for a moment touch and show you how a familiar spirit operates. Once that a prophet or a priest, a minister, once that they begin to work in a spirit or let a familiar spirit come to them and then work 
within that, one the same, then that premier spirit is able to do something, and then it's able to do what? It's able to have place anywhere that it's given place. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil, right? Once the prophecy starts coming that's not from God, then you have given place unto darkness. The familiar spirits will come in, and everything and everybody that's sitting around and within that, that those familiar spirits begin to take control, looking like God, sounding like God, and performing like God. And then everybody else begins to, everybody else begins to, you know what? Well, that must be God. That must be God. And, and you know, we, we got into this thing uh, years ago in the fact that, bless God, that, that, that you know, if it was uplifting and, and, and all the things that Paul talked about, that it, it, it was okay. No, it's not okay. It still has to be from God. And if it's not from God, then, then again, then, then, then that's where we got the problem. And this is what was going on there during that time. Twelve verse, Wherefore their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. Now, why? Because, bless God, that, that they've got themselves into a place where they, they, they're profane. Okay? They're, they're doing things out from under the way God wants them done. And he says their ways are going to become slippery. They shall be driven on and fall therein, for I will bring evil upon them, even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. Now, we are entering into a great time of visitation. And I have prophesied that for, for a long time. Now, the problem is we have had so much and so many ministers profaning the things of God that now that we're there, we are fulfilling this, this thing. The evil is going to come upon them in the year of their visitation. We wait for generations and generations for visitation to come. You know, there was a point in period of time, I think, I think the theologians agreed it was somewhere 400 and some years that passed when the Word of God was, uh, you know, the, the prophecy wasn't coming, God wasn't speaking. No visitation. We are in a great time of entering into visitation once again. When Yeshua, the Mashiach, Messiah, came, it was a time of visitation. When the Holy Ghost spread across this earth um, and, and we had what was called the great Pentecostal movement, was a time of great visitation. All right? The transitioning of the church from, from one era to the next era was times of visitation. This is, we're coming into this time, again, of, of great visitation. Now, the problem's going to be that for those people that have profaned God, those people that are out here prophesying things that aren't from the Lord, and got into all this stuff, then, bless God, then there is evil going to come upon them. Do you understand what we're, we're things are about to turn topsy-turvy, upside down. It's not going to get better, and I think that's one of the processes in which you need to understand. I, you know, the hope of this thing is just simply that people repent, and as I said last night, just shut up and sit down. Shut your mouth about saying God said anything. It doesn't, you don't have, you don't have to impress me. You're never going to impress me by it. It's like I keep saying, you raise a couple of people from the dead, we may sit down and talk about it again, we may not. But don't come to me and start shooting your mouth off about God saying anything. I, I, folks, I'm going to tell you, number one, I don't want to hear it. And the reason I don't want to hear it is because I, I can hear it as a prophet because I know that I can spiritually judge that. Prophecy is what? Subject to the prophets. Now, you want to say, well, I'm a prophet and it's subject to me. Listen, full-blown prophets. Not beginning prophets. Not prophets that's got a track record that goes about this for. Prophets have got track records that run around this world like I do. Then it can be judged. But it can't be judged by some knucklehead out here that's appointing themselves prophet and some other idiot that said, Oh, I see that, I see that you're a prophet. It doesn't work that way. And I hope, if, I hope that we got somewhat of that through to you, that, bless God, that these, these people were recognized, these major prophets were recognized by other major prophets. And that's the way the thing works, all right? Now, so we know that, that the ways are going to be slippery. We know that evil is going to come upon them. Now, now, 13 says, And I have seen folly in the, in the prophets of Samaria, 
They prophesied in, in Baal and caused my people Israel to, to err. Now, boy, that's not a good deal, is it? So what does it cause when a prophet prophesies wrong? The people err. All right? Now, I have also seen the prophets of Jerusalem, a horrible thing. They commit adultery, and they walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as, uh, of as Gomorrah. Now, you know, and boy, that's, that's sad stuff, isn't it? What about Sodom and Gomorrah? God destroyed that, didn't he? And he said they're just like that. So these, these prophets, when you become, when you, you know how you become false? You become a false prophet. And, and, and people have never understood what the word false prophets mean. Those words are connected to somebody that does not prophesy by the Spirit of God. And that's what a false prophet is. It's somebody that speaks words that sounds like it could come of God, but they have been deceived and they're working in deceit. A familiar spirit gets involved and then, bless God, what? They're false prophets. Now, as I said, uh, I think it was yesterday evening sometime or maybe last night, that the, in, the, in the days of old, they just took them outside the camp and stoned them to death, got rid of them. And that was, that was a way to end that. And thank God that there would be a lot of stoning to death, folks, if uh, we were back in those days. And thank God that we're not. Amen. Now, therefore, set the 15th verse. Thus saith the Lord the host concerning the prophets. Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is uh, profaneness. Uh, uh, gone forth into, into the land. In other words, they have, they, they have polluted the land, is what they're saying. They have polluted the land. You see what false prophets will do? Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. It can't be any straight more straightforward than that, can it? So what are they speaking out of? Their own heart. Now again, can I say, can I say that, that, bless God, that they mean well? I think they mean well. I think that some of them have a problem with pride. I think some of them are, are, are trying, to, trying to say, uh, no, don't listen to them, listen to me. This is, this is, you know, this is, this is the real mouthpiece of God. Don't listen over there. Well, that's right, but this, but this, but that. But no, I'm going to tell you something. When you begin to under, uh, let this thing unfold and you begin to understand what God is doing here, you've got, you got to get yourself, you got to get yourself into the place of understanding that it is their own hearts that are prophesying. Now, a familiar spirit can be justifying what's coming out of their own hearts too. All right? Now, it goes on to say, they, shall, uh, they say still unto them that despise me. The Lord has said, Ye shall have peace. And they say, Everyone, everyone that, that walketh after the imagination of their own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Now, isn't that what we're saying? We're saying, No evil can come upon me. You can't tell me I could be cursed because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking the name of the Lord in vain here. You can't tell me that. No evil will come upon me. God loves me and God's love and everything's peace, peace. That's exactly what the prophet is saying here. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? And really, you know, and I, I understand that real well. Who has really hearing God's word out there? Who has marked that word? Who, who really and truly is hearing what God is saying? Because we got prophets that are saying, God is saying, go this way. We've got prophets saying, God, God say, go that way. We've got prophets saying, no, no, we're supposed to go this way. Folks, I don't know how any of you know any direction to go. And I don't. There's too many voices out there. There's too many people that bless God that possess the Rahakodesh that are out here speaking by anointings of darkness that look like they're light. And they don't even know it. You don't know it. It's like I got into the thing last night, and I hope you paid real, real close attention to what I got into when I got talking about the transferable spirits through laying on of hands. 
You gotta understand, you got you got to understand this isn't a game. This isn't something that you do because you want to do. Now listen closely, it's something you do because you are commissioned from God to have to do it. Why would you want to do that? You know, you know, the simple thing for me is to say this, and I've said this to God many, many times. Look, you said that if I would call upon the name of your son, I would be saved, be baptized, baptized in the Holy Ghost. I've got heaven made. I don't need all this. I don't need to have to stand here and say God said this and God said that. I want to go to heaven first and foremost. That's, that's my goal, folks. I don't know what kind of a goal you got, but my goal is to get to heaven. I do not think heaven is a guaranteed place because you decided to go to church and say, Jesus, come into my heart. The, the Scripture will not bear that out, especially when Jesus said that, bless God, the way is not wide, it's narrow, and few thereby are going to find it. Few, there, few of those people that said, Jesus, come into my heart, are going to find uh, eternal life. So you see, these things, this isn't a shoe in Bless God, it is every day. Paul said that he was trying to attain, that he had not yet attained. And we are doing the same thing every day. But what some of us are doing is, bless God, out here thinking that, bless God, what things like this prophet does is really, really neat. And, oh, golly, gee, and I'd just love to be that because wouldn't it be neat to be a real prophet? And, gee, I think I am a prophet. And, boy, I looked in the mirror and I kind of look like a prophet. And, gee, uh, thus saith the mouth of God, I even sound like a prophet. And that's most of what's going on today. We got more, you know, we go, we go to travel around, we get involved in some of this stuff where we, we you know, we're, we're, we're get people coming together and, and bless God. And, 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 and I said to this one brother here not long ago, I said to him, I said, he, because he was saying, well, you're going to teach on the fivefold ministry. I said, there's no sense teaching on the fivefold ministry. All you need to do is go out there and talk about prophets and prophecy, uh, prophets and, and apostles. There's not a person out there that thinks they're a pastor, an evangelist, or a teacher. They all think they're either prophets or apostles. Now, folks, I, 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 don't, I don't want to put too many big pinholes in your balloon, but that's not the way that it is. That just isn't the way that it is. And even if you're called to do that, you know what the odds are that you'll ever grow up in it? With all that's going on now, probably zero. And I know that. You can be called, bless God, to raise the dead in every city that God sends you to. But until you develop and mature into that, you're not going to raise anybody from the dead. And as long as you're out here cursing yourself, saying God said this and God said that, you're never going to get anywhere. You will die and stand before God and still not fulfill what God put into your life because you were too boneheaded to listen when prophets passed by, your time of visitation came, and you said, "Nah, that's not God. And that's what's going to happen to most of them. I pray for those of you that are here, that bless God, that you're here to have learnt. And in the beginning, I think some of you thought you were going to come and teach the prophet something. You don't have anything to teach this prophet, so don't even don't don't waste my time setting me down trying to teach me anything. If I was going to learn something from you, God would have told me that, okay? And let me tell you what the further part of it. If that's the truth, you'd be standing up here and I'd be sitting out there on my hindsight taking notes and, and, and listening to what you had to say. But that's not the case. And it won't be the case. Let's go on into the 19th. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury. Even a grievous whirlwind, it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Now, who's he talking about? The false prophets. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he has ex he have executed, till he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. Boy, old Jeremiah was on it, wasn't he? He said, Deckard, I'm going to help you out. Now, me and him probably standing there and said, Deckard, I'm going to help you out because I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to put that part in when I get up there. I'm going to just say, in the last days, you'll consider it. What's he talking about? False prophets. He's talking about people that bless God shooting their mouth off, and it's out of the deceitfulness of their own hearts. It's out of, bless God, the, 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 out of wickedness, out of the spirit of darkness itself, and all doing it and blaming it on God. 
And that's what he's talking about here. He said, you'll understand it perfectly. And you want to know, understand, understand something? Jeremiah had it bad in his day. But Jeremiah didn't even have it at all as bad as that which we have it today. This thing has become a pandemic. This thing has covered every neck and every crevice and every, every corner and every church and every building where anybody gathers in the name of our Lord. It has gathered there. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing, and some of you may need to tighten up your seatbelts a bit here, but at least the Catholics, the Baptists, the Methodists, and all the rest, Presbyterians, the Lutherans, and all the rest of them, okay? At least they're not part of this. See, I've told people, now, yeah, you, you, people well, we got to get them, we got to get them in, we got to get them filled with the Holy Ghost, we got to get them prophesying, we got to. You really think so? Aren't they better off if they're just Baptists and they end up getting to heaven? Because isn't heaven our goal anyway? But no, because we are get called of God, chosen of God, we think that everybody should receive exactly what we've got. And by the way, that's what makes a minister a minister, all right? That's somehow built into us, that we want you to understand what we're doing so that you can be set free, you can go into deeper depths and higher heights with God. That, 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 that's what we do as ministers. Now... When we look at all this, and that, you know, that's the reason I keep saying to people, they, uh, for years people tell me, well, now, Brother Decker, God has sent me in the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Catholic Church, to bring truth to them, to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, no, God didn't do that. No, God, God didn't send you into anywhere that's out from under the auspice of what you're doing right now. No, He didn't. See, that's the reason I keep saying to these young, these young bucks that are wolves, that are out here and bless God in these churches, that are out here trying to preach in a parking lot against the pastor. There's a way to leave, and you leave right, and you don't ha take half the congregation with you. You can't agree with the authority, and by the way, the authority is here. The authority has never been, nor will it ever be, out there. You can't agree, you leave. You keep your mouth shut, and you leave. But no, most of the time we can't do that. Most of the time we want to make sure if we leave, we take a few people with us. Oh, I've had them do that and have their own little living room meetings for three or four or five, six months, and then that fall apart. God didn't call you to change the Baptist. It's going to hurt some of you, but He created the Baptist. And if that's the only part of Christ that they want, let them have it. You leave them alone. It's not your place to take that from them, because what will end up happening, you'll go in there, cause confusion, which is never of God, You'll cause division, which is never of God, and you'll cause some of those people to lose even the peace of Christ that they have got. You will have blood on your hands, and you will stand before God, and you will be beaten with many stripes on that day. And there's nobody in this room that doesn't know somebody, and some of you in this room have probably participated in the fact that, oh, we're going to go in and we're going to change them around. Got people now trying to go in and bring the messianic movement into the, into the Pentecostal and the charismatic churches. Stay out of them! You want to do something? Go out and either do it in your living room or get a building. But don't you go in and start trying to steal from them what it is that they have got and they're satisfied. God did not call you to do that. Boy, sometimes we get all, you know, excited about things like that. And sometimes I get more excited about it maybe in most because you see, I do understand. I, you know, along with all the rest of this, God's given me wisdom. And I've got a lot of wisdom, and I know that. I know enough wisdom that, that, that you just wonder at times, well, did they hear anything I said? Did they hear? They didn't hear a thing that I... All I did was just bump my gums together. They didn't hear a thing that I had to say. Now, in 22, But if they had stood in my counsel... Now, listen. If they had heard my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. And that is what this prophet is doing this weekend. And I pray that these, this set of CDs get in the hands of every prophesying saint on the face of this earth. Now, I know that is impossible, but let's start there and we'll take whatever we get.
That is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying, if they would have stood in, in God's counsel, you're hearing God's counsel today. You're, you're, hearing, you're hearing something here that you can't go to the local bookstore and buy. You're hearing stuff here this weekend you've never heard in the whole time that you've sat in churches somewhere. Because you're hearing from the mouth of a real prophet of God. I live there. I know what's going on. But no, you wouldn't hear, you wouldn't hear his words. But if you had of, if you had a, you see, we could, we could turn you from the, the evil of, of, of your doings. Some of you here have been turned from the evil of your doings. Some of you here have been set free, uh, hopefully not to go back into that, that, that evil that you came out of. Because you see, in God's eyes, that's evil. Anything that's contrary to His Word that you're in defilement, defilement with is evil. It's wickedness. And you think, oh, well, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Boy, now he's getting, now he's getting down to the, the nitty-gritty here. Can any hide himself in secret places that, that, shall not, that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Now, what did he call that? He called it lies. What did he say about liars? They would not enter into the kingdom, didn't he? So you see, folks, this thing is far past you getting a, uh, the goosey goosebumps running up and down your spine because you're saying, thus saith God. God said this or God said that. You're, you're messing again. And I, I tried to put great emphasis on it last night as I closed. You're, you're messing with life and death, blessings and cursings. You are messing with that. Every time that you do it, you're taking a chance, and it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be blessings or it's going to be cursing. It's going to be life. It's going to be death. There is no in-between to that. There isn't pre-adventure God went to Miami and He didn't hear me say that. Why? Because He just said, He said, He said, Am I not, am I not everywhere? Do I not see all things? Do I not feel heaven and earth? And He does. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. And that's what they are. Their own hearts have been deceived. Now, again, we go back over to what we started with, and, you know, cursed is he that work in the name of the Lord deceitfully. And so when you, when, when you back up and you begin to understand all this and you receive all this, then you, you've got yourself into a position of going, Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. And some of you come to me and say, well, boy, I didn't know that this was all this serious. But it is, isn't it? And if it's all this serious to you, and you repented last night, and God broke the curse out of your lives, then how much more does all those hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are out here doing the same thing you've been doing, that are still going to be doing it? Now we have a commission. Our commission is to get the truth to the people. It's the truth that will what? It will make you free. It will set you free. So it, it is a commission. you got people. You're around people. You're in churches. Give them a set of these discs. They're going to listen to them. Maybe burn them. But they're yours. Tell them you want them back. But you hand it to them. You say, now listen, if you're not going to listen to these... And, and take the time, not just when you're driving down the road to have something to do. You sit down and honestly, honestly listen and, and meditate about this thing. Uh, you need to listen to this. You need to, you need to study prophets and prophecy. You need to understand by the mouth of a real prophet where all this thing has gone wacko. And it's gone wacko, folks. Like I said, I'll never forget the days in the charismatic movement when you'd walk down a hallway. There'd be I've actually seen up to 10 to 12 of them standing in the hallway. Oh, by the way, brother, God, got, God gave me a word for you when I saw you walk up here. I said, I'll bet he did. Why don't you just keep that to yourself? I don't want a word from you. See, and, and, and now, Mike, that probably making more sense now why, you know, when people want to prophesy. You remember when the brother said he had a word for me? I said, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Why? Because I didn't know him, didn't trust him. No sense me, no sense me wearing a curse. 
I got enough problems. I got enough problems, folks, the way it is without you cursing me with what you think God is telling me. I got two angels to come tell me what I need to hear. Okay? You don't, don't, don't waste your time and, 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 well, never mind, whatever. 27. Now he said, these are prophets in 26 of deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor as their father hath forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath a word, let him speak my word faithfully. And that word faithfully means in truth. What is the chaff of the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? He said, isn't that what this is all about? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. You need to mark that down. I'll never forget the time I, I had been in a meeting, and, and bless God, in that meeting, uh, there, had, uh, there was a woman there, and it was out of, oh God, I'm not going to get into that. It was anyway, it's out of a woman's, how I can pull gospel, something or other. All right, to save getting into what it was. And anyway, um, she heard me prophesy about a certain subject, uh, about something that was going to take place that long since come to pass. But I was in a meeting. She came up and introduced me to herself. And, and, and bless God, I said, fine. And then about a month later, uh, she happened to be uh, invited to come to a women's meeting just over here in Mount Vernon, Illinois, as a matter of fact. And it happened to be that one of the ladies out of this church here, or two of them, went to the meeting. And they came back, and the one said, Boy, that this gal is right on the money. Called herself a prophetess, and she's right on the money, Brother Deckard. I said, Oh, I said, how's that? And said, She prophesied word for word what you have prophesied about such and such subject. I said, What would that woman look like? She told me, and I said, What was her name? I said, she just sat in my meeting on the front row and wrote down every word that I spoke of that prophecy. Now listen, now listen to me. Well, now, bless God, I see a chunk of California falling off into the Pacific Ocean. I prophesied that 25 years ago. And now I'm hearing on come across the radio, well, now, this brother just saw a chunk of, the, of, of California fall off. Could it be confirmation? Yeah, it can be. But it, could it also be deceitfulness of his own heart or her own heart? Absolutely it could be. And like I said, the way, the way you track this is the same way that God has told us. You mark down, you mark down uh, uh, these, these things that people say, and when they don't go, come to pass, just mark a line through their name. Don't you listen to them any longer. Don't you? I don't care whether it's me or who it is. Just don't listen to it. But as I said, the biggest thing that ever these people are making is they're putting days and times and in six months or in a, in a year or this, that, and everything else to things. And folks, people that are doing that are stupid. Okay? And, let's, and you're going to find out real quick if that's God. Because God doesn't put very many days and times and months and and uh, on, on, on anything. And if you study prophecy in this Bible, you're going to find out that when they prophesied against Jerusalem, they said they would go into bondage. They never said when. Study this thing. One specific incident, of course, that I said was like was Jonah and Nineveh. But that was that that was that was that was off that was off the thing. Okay, it was off the chart compared to the rest of what happened. Now, can it happen? Yes, it can happen. But I'm here to tell you that I don't know of anybody, okay, besides this prophet here, that's ever had to give dates and times that has been consistent with those things coming to pass. And I just say, you know, I, you know people say, well, when's that going to happen? I don't know. Well, now, Brother Decker, to say you don't know, then, 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 then what's the use of prophesying? So you'll be warned. See, a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day with God, or ten thousand, however you want to put it. 
So the fact of it is, the, the fact that my place is to warn you. My, I'm warning you about all this stuff that's going on about God said. You're being given a warning. Hopefully we can get this warning to this nation. I, Don and I was talking about this thing this morning, and I said, you know, darling, if, if we can get this thing out, if we can find somebody, somebody that will let me get on national radio, on TV, and let me get this message out, we can begin to turn this thing around. You know why? This is anointed. You understand what I said? That one young brother was here last night. He said, I'm telling you, Brother Deckard, he said, I drove out here from Toledo, Ohio, and he said, you went to preaching, and he said, it's a hard word. And he said, my Lord, he said, but when it came to that anointing, it goes straight into your heart and convicts your heart. And that's what the anointing should do in these things, all right? So what are we looking for? We're looking for that, that, that same opportunity to convict the rest of these rummies that are out here saying, God said this and God said that. Folks, that is a way of life for most people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. See, you're all, you, now listen to me. You are obligated, and to be with your salt spiritually, you better say at least every once in a while, God told me this or God told me that. Somebody say amen. You've got to do that or you're not going to be known as spiritual. And after all, isn't that really what we want to be known as? Don't we really want to be known as spiritual so everybody will look up to us and we can swell up and walk around and say, The prophet, the prophet. Now, 99.9% of it is exactly that. Until you ever had to walk where I walked and you'd think it was the biggest curse that ever happened to any man that ever walked the face of this earth. But you can't see that side of it. All you can see is the side of it. My Lord and my God, He, he prophesied that, you know, the, the HIV thing. He's prophesied this plague that's coming with the, with the flu. He's prophesied this. He's prophesied that. It's all, my, it's, he's stood before kings and princesses and, and, and governors of, of the world and prophesied and given, 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 bless God, signs to him that's come to pass time after time after time. Oh my, that's what I want to do. No, that's not what you want to do. And that should be the last thing in this world that you'd want to do. Because I'm putting my life and my family on the line every time I open my mouth and I say, God said. And I know that. See, I know something that you didn't know until this weekend. And the rest of the rummies absolutely don't have the foggiest idea about. You are putting your life and your family and anybody that listens to it on the line. You don't, you listen folks, they don't deserve that, neither do you. You don't deserve, you don't, they don't deserve to have you come and open your mouth up and say, well now, well now, I, you know, I see God's telling you to bless God, you're to sell your home, you're to move to, you move to bless God to Chicago, or you're to move to Miami, you're to move to San Francisco, you're to move to New York. Do you know what happens if they hear that and, and it's not God and they believe it? You know what the part of the curse is? They end up being stupid enough to move. That's part of the curse. And then the rest of it just stays where it's at. And then, like I said, the windows of heaven open up, the blessings start falling, but they never seem to fall on you, do they? And yet we're running around going, well, I've got to act like they are. You know, I've got, I got to act like they're falling on me. Now, don't misunderstand me. You're going to go through some hard times when heaven is going to turn to brass. And if you don't, then I'm going to tell you something, you're not living. All right? If you're doing something for the Lord, you're going to experience those times. And I've told a few of you, you go get a prophet like me involved in your life, there may be more few of them times than you want to happen, and you may just get to the time of saying, hey, don't come visit me anymore. Okay? Let's go on. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He said. Folks, I hope you're hearing what God's saying here. He said, he said I'm against them. Behold, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams. Now he's going, now instead of just prophesying words, now he's going to the false dreams. He said, I'm against them, saith the Lord, and, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies by their lightness. Now listen to me. I had a dream that Y2K was of God. And now we must prepare and we must do all this stuff. 
And how many hundreds of thousands of people crawled on that animal and rode it? Huh? How many rode it? Now, because they were lies. Took them down a primrose lane. Cursed them. Do you realize that anybody that was out here putting all that stuff up because they're, they're thinking that this Y2K thing came and they, they heard it. Do you know what that is? It's cursed. You need to go home and break that, brother, off of your stuff. You need to speak to that stuff and get it set free. Or it'll rot when the time comes you need it. Deceitfulness. It does not work through deceitfulness. It works because what God God said, not because some man shoots his mouth off and especially this thing about dreams. Everybody's got a dream about something. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.